It's Monday, July 11th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Biden's Middle East trip this week marks a move toward a more traditional American foreign policy as the realities of oil diplomacy and geopolitics lead him to compromise on campaign promises to isolate the kingdom over human rights violations. The shift in U.S. priorities has led to starkly divergent views being put forth by U.S. and Saudi officials over how the visit will unfold. The president will travel first to Israel, where U.S. officials hope to strike some headline-making breakthroughs for the trip, while Mr. Biden will meet separately with interim Prime Minister Yair Lapid and Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. Mr. Biden's visit there is focused less on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict than Israel's deepening integration into the rest of the Arab world, part of a broader reshuffle underway as Middle Eastern rivals begin talking to each other. Mr. Biden and his senior aides say they are focused on a summit of Arab nations where the president will mingle with multiple heads of state and not on a highly anticipated face-to-face meeting with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who remains toxic in much of Washington, especially among Democratic leaders. U.S. officials said the president will meet with the 86-year-old King Salman and his leadership team, which includes Prince Mohammed. Around the world, Boosted by a new election mandate, Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida on Monday called for a party unity for political stability and to achieve the assassinated former leader Shinzo Abe's unfinished goals of strengthening the military and revising the war-renouncing constitution. Kishida's governing Liberal Democratic Party and its junior coalition partner Komito secured a solid majority of seats in the parliament's upper house in election Sunday that were imbued with meaning after Abe was shot to death while campaigning Friday. Kishida welcomed the victory but also acknowledged that unifying the party will be a hard task without Abe, who even after resigning as prime minister in 2020, had led a powerful party faction. Back in the U.S., Congress returns today with Democrats aiming to revive central pieces of President Biden's stalled economic agenda while trying to keep on track a separate bipartisan bill targeted at boosting competitiveness with China that top Republicans are threatening to block. House Democrats also are set to roll out legislation responding to the Supreme Court ruling ending federal abortion policies. The three-week work period may be the last chance lawmakers have for a legislative victory before campaigning begins in earnest for midterm election races across the country. Republicans are heavily favored to win back control of the House this fall, while the Senate is seen as a toss-up. In other news, the quickly changing coronavirus has spawned yet another super-contagious Omicron mutant that's worrying scientists as it gains ground in India and pops up in numerous other countries including the U.S. Scientists say the variant, called BA.2.75, may be able to spread rapidly and get around immunity from vaccines and previous infection. It's unclear whether it could cause more serious disease than other Omicron variants, including the globally prominent BA.5. It's still early on for us to draw too many conclusions, said Matthew Binnaker, director of clinical virology at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Whether it will outcompete BA.5, he said, is yet to be determined. Still, the fact that it has already been detected in many parts of the world, even with lower levels of viral surveillance, is an early indication that it is spreading, 
said Shishi Luo, head of infectious diseases for Helix, a company that supplies viral sequencing information to the U.S. CDC. And Novak Djokovic used his steady brilliance to beat the ace-delivering, trick-shot-hitting Nick Kyrgios 4-6, 6-3, 6-4, and 7-6 on Sunday for a fourth consecutive championship at the All-England Club, his seventh overall there and 21st from all Grand Slam tournaments. Among men, only Roger Federer owns more Wimbledon titles than Djokovic with eight, and only Rafael Nadal owns more major trophies with 22. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.